What's up, boys and girls? If you hear that crazy-ass music, you know it's time for another episode of the Mixtape Podcast Twisted Kid Edition. I'm Jason Emmett. I'm Casey Masterpiece. And this is Twisted Kid Matt. I want to sound like Casey. I'm Casey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Casey. <laughs> I've been calling him uh, co- instead uh, of... Kevin 19. Co- yeah, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin 19. <laughs> Cause I'm a That's dick. right, folks. The plague got me. Yeah, but much like when it got me, man, you're uh, you're you're vaxxed and and uh, getting vaxed, boosted, waxed, and so for it hasn't. Waxed. Thank God. I mean, luckily, <laughs> <laughs> luckily, um, listen, people. Uh, we're not a political podcast, but I'm telling you, man, I I had it after I was vaxxed and boosted, and I barely noticed I was sick. For Kevin, it's been like you said, a little drainage and a scratchy throat. So. Yeah. Just saying, people. This just sounds like a good Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I punched my mic. Oh. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Also, uh, <laughs> vaccines shouldn't be political. No, they, they should shouldn't. Just be no, shouldn't. something you get. Because we've been getting them since we were little tiny kids. Yeah. Right. And that's why we don't have polio. Exactly. <laughs> or smallpox. Some people or do. Smallpox. Did you hear about, like, recently there was a small outbreak of smallpox from people who weren't getting their kids vaccinated? You don't say. No, I know. Shocking, right? Way to, way to <laughs> the, love those kids. long-dead virus can come back? Really? I never would have thought. <laughs> can you detect yeah. my sarcasm? No, no. I should probably I speak directly into the mic now that I'm looking at it. What it, it's, still I, miss having, it. I miss having a mic on the show because, like, when you say things like that, oh. if he was here, we could just, like, yell in his face. Questionable mic. <laughs> so uh let's get some stuff out of the way hopefully all of you guys listened to the steven tobolowski uh interview if you didn't you should go listen to it like right now like you can pause this episode come back but this pertains to that so you need to listen to that so you can listen to this because the reason we're doing this movie tonight is because we had steven tobolowski on the show and uh, it was amazing, and it was a lot of fun, and uh, hopefully you listened and you enjoyed. Um, we've gotten some positive feedback on our Facebook group, which yeah. you should be a part of. And what's the name of that group? That is Tapeworms, fans of the Mixtape Podcast. Actually, by the time you hear this, there will be a link to it on the website, and that website is www.themixtapepod.com. You should be going there. I'm not going to say too much. But if you go there and you look around, you'll see stuff about upcoming guests. And that's kind of awesome. Been doing some updating over there. But the biggest thing over there you can go get is the pastry crack uh, recipe because people ask. So I put it up there. So make yes. it and enjoy it and have fun with it. Uh, also on there, you'll find our link tree. That link tree will get you to pretty much anything you want from us. Our Instagrams, our Twitters, our Facebooks, all that goody, good, good shit. So you might want to go over there and check that out. Yes, we are on Twitter. Yes, we are on Instagram. Please go follow us on Instagram. I mean, thank you guys. You guys are lots of people are following us on Twitter, and that's great. Uh, but the Instagram's a little newer, and we're trying to build that shit up. So go over and follow us on that. Uh, and we do TikTok yeah. as well. Uh, so go over there. And you don't have to look at our faces. I don't. I, I'm not mean. Uh, our yeah, video. Jay does some like Fortnite dances and stuff. <laughs> yeah. and, yeah. If I could dance, I would totally do some Fortnite dances. Yeah. With, like, uh, but yeah, so you can check us out there as well. Um, you, you know what I think needs to be put up on the on the TikTok? Milk, milk, lemonade, <laughs> round the corner, Fudge's name. <laughs> You're right. I should I should put it up. You need to make a remix of that. 
So there's a story. So, I'll tell a real, 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 real quick story. But that came from uh, our old podcast, uh, The Obscure 80s. We were we were actually listening to, uh, what was it? It was somebody had done a meme of something similar to that. It might have been like peanut butter jelly time or something like that. And I was like, how is milk, milk, lemonade not like a big <laughs> viral hit? <laughs> so I, I went home and animated this really bad animation of me dancing to me singing uh, the techno mix of Milk Milk Lemonade. So, so yeah. If you if you have that file, I will uh, attempt to post it. On <laughs> I can I can probably get it. So I will see if I send, can get send me that, that if you. you can. It's been a long it's yeah. been a long time. But we're gonna make you go more viral than Kevin right now. I, my ex wife. Oh. oh. My ex wife is probably my ex because she hated that fucking song. So I would sing it to her oh, all the dude. time. <laughs> My nephew is your biggest fan. I know. Of that song. I remember you sending me videos. Which, by the way, he's it. like thirteen or fourteen uh, now, something like that, and just still loves it. It's great. That'll yeah. fuck with your head right there. Uh, I'll see what I can do about that. Maybe we'll. Uh, he was like two when you did that. By the way, we'll, we'll surprise the folkies at home with yeah. it. Uh, we got a couple of cool uh, uh, twisted kids coming up over the next. Uh, like God, I you know they're they're going to be spread out. It's just the way it is. But do we do we announce what? Movies we're going to talk about, or do we just hold so off? Should, to, I think we kind of maybe should. Now it'll be a, it'll okay. be a couple weeks till if you we want to watch along. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. Okay. And and okay. what we'll do too is we'll we'll post it online. Actually, maybe that's what we'll do. We'll post it online. Yeah, we'll, just, we'll post it online. So keep uh, a, a few keep, days keep before we record. We'll, yeah, we'll tease it on. And that on yeah yeah media. I think that's what we're going to do. We're going to tease it. We'll do so that. We're yeah. going to tease a little bit. We're going to tease you guys. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know. Check back at the Quack of Dawn sometimes every once in a while. Well, maybe you'll know, get a hint every once in a while. How are you doing today, by the way? <laughs> I mean, I can't think of anything. So. Duck. There. You could just say, I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm going to try to like sneak in little verbal pun hints every once in a while. <laughs> Duck. <laughs> Actual pedophile is in the movie. Oh God! Yeah. Oh, not this. We're one. doing Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Hey, you know about? what? This week's movie, there's no like pedophilia or, or creepy. No, but there's stuff. some other weird shit that happens in it. But so. none of yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, so well, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and get yeah, started. Let's talk let's, about let's it. Let's talk about yes. this week's movie. So, I told the guys since we had talked to Stephen Tobolowsky, there was a movie. Um, from back in the day that I, I was actually a fan of that he was in. So I said, we should do Josh and Sam. And as it so happens, you guys had never seen Josh and Sam. Correct. So this movie is uh, Josh and Sam, 1993, stars Noah Fleiss, Jacob Tierney, and Martha Plimpton. I'll give a real, real quick synopsis, and then we'll, we'll get into some of it. Uh, this film is about two young brothers who run away from home after they find out their mom is getting remarried, um, and due to some other issues they have with their dad, uh, a mistaken murder, et cetera, et cetera, like you do. Yeah. <laughs> so the movie was directed Lots by... Lots of plot points. Yes. Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lots of them. Um, the movie was directed by Billy Weber. This movie tanked in the box office, earned a little over a million dollars against the $18 million budget. Uh, I personally never really thought that was fair. Um, I enjoy this movie. I actually liked it quite a bit on the rewatch, almost as much as I did the first time. I actually probably appreciated a few things a little more this time. Probably. I think the <laughs> issue with this movie, I was talking to Kevin about this the other day, I think the issue is no one really knows where this movie falls. It's a little too mature to be a kids or family film. It's a little too dark to be a comedy. It's 
it's it's a little, a little of, too dark to be a family film. A little, as well, a little of yeah. both, I guess. It's a little comedy, a little family yeah. film. Uh, somewhat vanguard and dramatic uh, in some parts, uh, but the, there's a lot of subplots, like you guys were saying. And yeah. I, I thought the kids in this movie do an excellent job. It deals with some heavy issues. It really yeah, does. It does. So I think yeah. that was always the problem. So the marketing on this movie, if you watch the the trailer, they make it look like it's going to be like a, a comedy, straight comedy, and oh, and it's just not. It's not. Boy, so, were they wrong. Yes, yeah. and I think that's what hurt it a lot. Um, so before we talk about getting into the movie proper, um, we'll start with Matt. Matt, what, what were your overall thoughts of the movie? Did you like it, dislike it? Well, um, I, I'm not sure exactly what you're going to talk about later on in the movie, but there was a couple moments where I, uh, one, paused the movie and went, I know that guy. And Where do I know that guy from? Was it Chris Penn? Oh, no, no, uh, no. No, no. One of the brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can say. Yeah. Okay. First off, I I recognize or kind of knew two of them, actually. Okay. Okay. uh, The actor that plays Josh is now. That's Noah Fly. Pastor Glenn on. No, you're uh, you're thinking of Sam. Oh. Yeah. Jacob Tierney? Jacob Tierney. Is Josh, right? Yes. Jacob Tierney is also Pastor Glenn on Letterkenny. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he grew up to be him. Uh, Are you talking about Mysterio, brother, though? Yeah. Jake friggin' Gyllenhaal. <laughs> yeah, it's Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. A very I, I'm young sitting there Mysterio. looking at him going, look, he, he's that 90s kid that's in every 90s movie, right? Mm-hmm. This is what I'm looking at him thinking the whole time. Like He's got the middle part, could be Jonathan Taylor Thomas, <laughs> you know, kind of. related to him, <laughs> yeah. whatever. And Connie Connie was even thinking the same thing. She's like, he, he looks like he might be related to him. And then I was like, those eyebrows, though, right? That's That's what stood out. And then I was like, hang on, I'm going to look this up. And I was like, holy shit, that's Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes, it is. Very, very small uh, role. He doesn't have a huge Very part small in it, role. But... Barely talks. And uh, he's kind of horrible. The oh, no, they're, they're, they're atrocious, but we'll get yeah. we'll, we'll definitely yeah, get into we'll, all that. Thank you. But overall, okay, thoughts on the movie? What did you think overall? Overall, thoughts on the movie? I enjoyed it. It seemed like a. Um, like if you ordered The Wizard off Wish from Canada. Yeah, but the thing about that is, what, and we talked about that. These movies, and just this is this was kind of a family drama. <laughs> this was kind of a genre. Yeah, but the wizard is like yeah. that too. Yeah. People forget the wizard is like that too. There's some real heavy subplots in the wizard. True. Yeah. So what we now know as autism. Yeah. Is, you know, part yeah. of that. Which at the time it was in the like, death hey, of his weird in kid. the death yeah. of his sister and all that stuff. And we'll talk yeah. about the wizard on here. But oh, we have to. So Casey, movies. what were your overall thoughts of the movie? You know what this movie reminded me of? Of Mice and Men by John Steinbeck. Mm, yeah, I guess I could see that you a little know, bit. Yeah, yeah. You know? A little bit. It, I mean, it has that... Very gullible brother, yeah. Yeah, it has that same vibe. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I can you know, see I was, that. Yeah, just... I, like, I, I started calling this gaslighting the movie, by the way. Gaslighting. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Jesus. Everything right. he told his brother, he's just well, like, yep, that's true. Well, let's get into it for a second. Let's start with it. So let's start it at the beginning, right? So we're going to start right. with Sam. The movie starts with Sam. And obviously, Sam has some social issues. Uh, the kids at school pick on him. And in my opinion, he does does the, the fucking badassest thing ever. He kicks the kickball straight down the middle and just tackles the motherfucker who's mouthing right, off dude. to. And we're talking about like how old is he? Eight? I mean, uh, he's seven like that. Yeah, and he's freakishly eight. strong. He's supposed to be seven. I do. I don't think yeah. he's really seven, but yeah, oh. and he just tackles that kid, man. He just mm-hmm. takes him the hell out, which I thought was great. 
And that's Which, our, by the way, real quick, let's pause and tell everybody that where you can see this movie for the record. If you want to watch along, it's on YouTube right now. So, yeah, it is, and pause it's a, and it's a good movie. Come back, and it's yeah. a clean copy. It's a, it's a good copy on YouTube. It's not like Spookies. surprisingly good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not sure there was ever a good copy of Spookies. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's our introduction to, to Sam, and then we are introduced to Josh, and um, Josh is obviously a very smart kid. Um, Oh, we, we also learned pretty quickly that Sam is prone to getting in fights. We we learn why later, but right now we don't really. So Josh is a really smart kid, obviously has some anger issues. Um, we get a little bit of a plot with his mom and her new dude, which uh, never really pays off much. We don't really. I, I feel like there was probably a lot cut out of this film. Mm-hmm. It seemed like it. Yeah. Um, because the parents don't really get a big part, but I guess that's okay. They're, you know, I, I don't they're know. They're not really the main focus. They're no. Just, they're no. the reason behind the 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 road trip. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Well, well partially, yes. Yeah. Partially. So we, we, we find out right at the beginning they're going to go stay with their dad for the summer, and they don't really, well, Josh doesn't want to. He really doesn't want to. Wonder why. So we get there. Well, we'll talk about that. So, like, they get I, yeah, there. there's a couple reasons. <laughs> and, and we find out that their dad seems really let down with Josh. But, like, I think they do a good job of, and their dad is Stephen Tobolowsky. And I think they do a really good job of framing him, though, because to me, once we find out that his the true, like, intentions behind him, I mean, there's not a ton of character development, but as far as parents goes, he gets the most. He really does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we find out his reasons. We, we actually start to see that maybe he's not the biggest problem. It's the two brothers that make him look way worse than he really intends to yeah. be. Yeah. Because he's really not. Yeah, he's a little bummed out. Like, he, he's trying to tough him, toughen him up a little bit. He's not, like, over the top about it. But those two make him seem way worse, I feel like. But yeah. maybe that's just me. Uh, we no, get, they're shitty. Yeah, we yeah, get, we get some, some, some pretty standard uh, 90s uh, homophobic references. <laughs> From, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was very. They're two young kids, and on, for the time, it's not that shocking. You know, they're. It was a different time. <laughs> yeah, this is this can be classified under movies watched with twenty twenty two eyes. Well, not, I mean, they're not. It's not pro. These kids, these kids are but, dicks, and in a way, you're like, man, yeah. what assholes? But yeah, they they they're keep, doing typical asshole yeah. bully kids. Yeah, they are straight up bullies to Josh. You're right, yeah. straight up yeah, bullies yeah. to their to their uh, stepbrother. Um, I'm just going to say that scene at the table, uh, uh Josh's Dude, acting oh my God. is so fucking good. And, and it makes me wonder how much of it was acting. I don't know, man. He looked like he was really trying to hold back there. If that, uh-huh. I don't, yeah. Like the tears, the, the lip twitch. I'm like, oh my God. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, like how much of that was he taking to heart? Right. Right. Like, I, who knows? Or maybe they yeah. did like what's his face, and right before they shot the scene, he told him with pu- oh, Sean Astin, their puppy died. Oh, <laughs> oh no, Sean Astin, what his mom did, what Patty Duke did to him to get it, like they, to get him to cry or whatever. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oof. Um, so we find out, like I said, Josh is really, really smart kid. Um, and he tends to take, he has a lot of pent up anger, and he takes it out on the easiest person to take it out on, which happens to be his younger brother Sam. And we could probably kick his ass. They don't like each other. They do not like each other much. Actually, I don't, I feel like Sam doesn't like Josh and Josh doesn't dislike Sam so much as he just, like I said, has a lot of anger and 
he doesn't understand why his dad seems to like Sam, but not him. So I think he just takes shit out on his little brother a lot. Um, but you know, he, about right. so he creates, he decides that night they're at their dads and he sees a magazine that says like child warriors or warrior kids. That's what it says. Warrior kids. And he sees this article and he comes up with this, this idea to like mess with his little brother he gets on the computer and creates this whole thing, uh, the the Sam project or product, whatever. And he convinces his little brother that he is a child warrior that he's been like built by the government. His parents are going to sell him to go fight in wars. <laughs> and he convinces him of this. He's he's pretty smart about how he does it too. Yeah. And he tells him like you know you'll have like perfect aim and all this and that and. Uh, you can't be hurt, really, and just all this stuff. And this kid, at first, he's like, "Ah, you're full of shit," you know. But then he gives him like documentation, and like this kid buys it, like hook, line, and sinker. He's like, "Oh my god, I'm a fucking robot, <laughs> right?" So their they their dad then comes in and tells them, "You guys are going back to your mom." So uh, like it's uh, like how long were they there? Like two days, or right. even maybe not even. But he comes in and says, you're going back to your mom's. Um, There's some, there's a reason. And they're kind of like, why, you know, what's going on? And he's like, well, your mom is, is, uh, she's getting married or well, no, he does. They don't tell her, tell him that they, he just tells him that she's going to go to Europe with her boyfriend for a year. And so they're going to go spend the rest of the summer with her. And then they're moving it with him. Oh my God. That scene where he's like, go to your room. And he's like, you're in my room. That was kind of gut wrenching too. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So they go, they get back on a plane to go back to their mom, and there's some weather conditions, and they end up having to stay in a uh, hotel overnight. So, was Josh's intention to run away at this point? Is that what we were to assume that he was doing? Is he was he going to run away? I'm thinking so. Yeah. I mean, he he convinces Sam to stay in the room. And he's like, I'll be back, you know, whatever. And he goes downstairs, and there's a high school reunion going on. And this kid's really smart, man. Such a weird, (laughs) just weird choice of things to do. Uh We mean to to get through that. Like, okay, uh, I'm just gonna grab this random button. Yeah, but instead of just like, hey, act cool, just walk over. You need to get some like shrimp cocktails or. Some little charcuterie or whatever. Yeah, just, mingle. Just walk over there. Just well, go get yeah, it. With this kid, we, question find, it? we figure out that this kid is really good at getting in places, though, just by mm-hmm. acting like he's yeah. supposed to be there. Like, just, yeah. It just kind of works he's for him. the embodiment of hold a clipboard and look important. Yeah. Exactly. Have you ever seen the guys that say, uh, I think they're on TikTok, but they're like, we've learned if you carry a ladder, you can walk in anywhere you want because nobody will stop you. They just think you're doing work. And they do it. They'll like oh, yeah. walk right past people as long or as they're carrying a ladder. Put on a high visibility vest. So when we were doing uh, the uh, I'm not saying I've done it. but you know. When we were doing the Shakespeare shitstorm screening, we... We had a bunch of flyers, and we were downtown for, uh, there's just a big event in Cincinnati, let's just say. Yeah, don't say the name of it. And Kevin's like, let's hand out flyers. And uh, we go, and they have a big tent with a lot of tables. And he goes, let's put one on each table. I said, are we allowed to do this? He goes, probably. I said, probably not. I'm pretty sure all these people paid a sponsor. He goes, so what do we do? I said, act like you're supposed to be here and just walk 
And we did. Nope. We fucking handed out yeah. fucking hundred flyers or something like that. Just acting like we were supposed to be there. It worked. So nobody questioned us. So if you just act like you're supposed to be there, you're there. Uh, but he pretends he pretends like this is that his mom is in there and, and uh, people overhear him. And one of those people is Chris Penn. A drunk Chris Penn. I kind of miss Chris really, Penn. Really. Yeah. Yeah. He's great in Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, he's great. Mm. That's like literally the only thing I know him from. Oh, really, man? You've never seen Best of the Best? Nope. Also, Footloose, dude. I mean, just saying. Oh, shit, that's right. I, yep. I'm not a Footloose fan, personally, but, you know, Footloose. You, you yeah. need to watch Best of the Best. Don't watch all the sequels. They're garbage. But the, the first one won, like, an Academy Award or some shit. Eric uh, Roberts, Chris Penn, James Earl Jones, the um, like ice skating or something. No, it's a, what am I thinking of? I don't know. But best of the best is about a team of uh, the um, the best the, of the best. Uh, a, no, a team of guys that get put together to fight the uh, in like the uh, well, it's not like the Olympics, but it's a, like a championship against the the uh koreans against taekwondo and it's just about them getting put together and built into a team and james earl jones is their coach it's actually really really good i highly recommend it i used to own it on vhs uh so yeah chris penn hears him and he's yeah he's drunk and he's convinced that that josh is his son (laughs) so uh, Through a series of lies told by josh yeah yeah a lot of lies this whole movie hinges on Lie after lie after lie told by Josh. Yes. Now, at this point, Sam is convinced he needs to get across the border to Canada to get to freedom. Um, and he's he was told that there's going to be a driver that will take him there. He's also, Josh also tells him about the Liberty Maid, who is a girl he makes up after seeing a the picture, a very clearly a picture of Martha Plimpton. <laughs> Right. <laughs> on the side of a really? I didn't even. I didn't oh even God! It looks. It looks exactly like Martha Plimpton. But he describes this girl. Have to go back and look at that. And he basically says she helps these kids get across the border to freedom, and uh, she'll be wearing a red hat and blah blah blah. And so when when uh, Sam comes down, he's convinced that oh, Chris Penn, this must be our driver, right? He's going to help us. So. He doesn't want to screw up his own lie, so they basically get in the car with uh, with Chris Penn, who's driving like a homicidal maniac, (laughs) and uh, he's going to take them to the house that their mom grew up in, uh, because they need to get to their house or whatever. I don't know. By the way, you kind of skipped how he figured out that he might be his son, so... Josh grabs a button of one of the people attending this high school reunion. Oh, I said he just I, grabs a random thing, and yeah, I yeah. said that he said it was his mom, and people started asking yeah. about her. And Chris Penn, Chris Penn was, overheard a, him. was an ex boyfriend. Apparently, it didn't end well from what it sounded like. Uh, but then, uh, yeah, so Clarity they and hijinks ensue. So he drives him out to this house. Josh breaks into the house because it's supposed to be his grandparents' house. Um, but he's trying to get Chris Penn to leave. You know, no, no, we're good. We're good. You know, we're fine. But he won't leave. Um, he wants to come in. I love when he walks here. He's like, had some good times on that couch. Yeah. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> That's where you were made, son. <laughs> there might be Gross. a little of you left on there. Uh, <laughs> so 
anyway, he sees a picture of the woman, and I guess, I don't know how that picture would have convinced him that he might not be his son. I mean, I could see how it con- convinced him he might not, but he, like, definitely knew instantly because she yeah. had other kids. He can't, she couldn't have had another one, I guess. But he is drunk, and he flips out, and he's he kind of attacks him. So uh, Sam throws a cue ball and pops him in the head, and when he goes after Sam, Josh hits him over the head with a pull stick, and they think they killed him. Yeah, which we are led to believe for the rest of the movie. Did you really think they killed him? I honestly I did. Really? You did? I actually did, because I was like, Oh shit! This got real serious. Man. <laughs> the end of the movie. The end of the movie. Josh and Sam drive yeah. the car off a cliff, and it just. Now, to be fair, I should say this <laughs> as well. Yeah, freeze frames. Fucking it's the Thelma and Louise. Thelma and Louise, <laughs> the the underage male version of Thelma and Louise. <laughs> Which, if I'm not so, mistaken, Stephen Tobolowsky is it? <laughs> I believe he is as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow, weird connection. Yeah. Uh, so, to be fair, I should say to be fair for all the Letterkenny fans. Um, I should say when I started watching this movie, uh, it was a little later at night than I probably should have, and I got what I like to call cinematic nar- narcolepsy, and fell asleep about twenty minutes to the end. Oh man! So today, when I got home, I watched the last twenty minutes where everything is wrapped up in a nice, neat little bow, like it's an '80s sitcom episode. And uh, yeah, then I saw, oh, he, they didn't really kill him; he's he's actually alive. So right. I went. Almost a full spoiler alert. Thinking that, oh, sorry, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Look her alive. Look her alive. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I went uh, a fair amount of time, like, genuinely thinking, like, maybe they really <laughs> did kill this guy. Uh, well, they, I, mean, I had so many unanswered questions from that one plot point, too. Well, they freak out because they think they did. Right. Yeah, I, mean, well, I would too. Josh like, freaks he out. He doesn't have a pulse. Oh Josh my God. freaks out right. because he thinks he did. Sam's just wanting to get across the damn border because he thinks that his family's selling him off to war. Right. So, they well, st- not only that, he also thinks he's robotic. So they so. steal. They steal the freaking car. They steal um, the rental car, and they yeah. go on a road trip at this point. And we should mention now, and they did establish some of this. Josh has like made. Uh, fake credit cards from his soon-to-be stepdad. Actually, you find out he is his stepdad. That's the thing. Yeah. They lied. That she already got married, and they didn't. They didn't. They hadn't told him. Yeah, so, the family dynamics in this are not great. No, no they're not no, at not all. Good. Just no. bad. And really, like, hey, we secretly got married. You have a new stepdad who's not even around right now, right. and uh, we're going to ship you off to be with your dad for a while and his shitty stepsons. Yeah, but and then when you come back, you got a whole new life. So yeah, it was it. It would be a little jarring. Yes, for, it would be extremely jarring. And these are kids, especially that, a kid that age, who are, could probably handle it. These are kids that have had just emotional. Them. You know, they've already been through a lot, and they're emotionally a little stunted anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of part of the problem. I will, like I said, though, Stephen Tobolowsky has has character development towards the end of this, yeah. and you actually like him. The mom, yeah. she just comes off shitty to me. Yeah. Yeah, she she seems like she couldn't wait to get the kids yeah, out of the like, house. She didn't even right. seem upset. She could go and and just spend time with her. I mean, the fucking parent or not the parent. Sorry, the teacher. Yes, brings him home. That is uh, and Stephen is like, Tobol- hey, we need to have a fucking talk. That is Anne right. Hearn. That is Stephen Tobolowski's yeah. wife. Yeah, which I don't know. Were they married at the time? Or I don't know. They they were in a, they were in a few movies Let's together. Up again. Let's see. They were in a few movies together, so yeah. I don't know which where they met, but I don't. I'm not sure. But it just seemed to me like the teacher was more concerned about her kids than she was. Yeah, the mom is right. very dismissive 
Like when yeah, she yeah. talks to Josh on the phone and she's like, you know, Josh, this is, I need to do this for me. It's like, I don't give a shit about you guys. Like it's, these kids yeah. have been pushed off a lot, mm-hmm. except yeah. they haven't. Like Stephen Tobolowsky never, like you get that impression that he even says something he, later. He like kind of seems like he wanted, to he be wanted his family to be together. He even says yeah. that he's like, we family, we're meant to be together. You know, it's just, he's got these two kind of dick stepkids, but you know, yeah. they've, they've never really been around these guys. They don't understand Josh at all. I, I've I seen mean, this Sam happen to get, but, but they grow to respect him. But this is this happens in real life, though, right? So in real life, what oh, happens yeah, is you get the smart kid and you get the like kind of jock kids that just they don't get it, mm-hmm. and they quite often feel intimidated by the smart kid, and, and so they treat him like shit to belittle him, and you know, it's pretty real to life. Just hey, hey Kevin, yeah. Isn't it funny how he he's like saying this like we didn't all go through this shit, right? <laughs> well, you guys did. I was the smart and athletic. He was the. He I was, was the, the one fucking. Yeah, picked on all the. <laughs> I was quite. The, I was quite the jock. You know. Meanwhile, Kevin plays chess, and <laughs> I was not. A I jock. was like a big reader, and you know. I was. I was. Uh, I was not a jock, um, but I was more Sam. Like when people tried to, because I was short, and uh, when people tried to fuck with me, I'd pretty much just <laughs> be like, "Fuck you," and fuck I fuck them up. Yeah, if I had to, <laughs> I don't. I've had you know. Not a big fan. That kid of had that. one of the funniest lines in the movie, too. By the way, which one? What line? <laughs> when he thinks, he's like, "Don't you feel like that?" And he goes, "It's all metal and wires oh, inside. I'm and cold and robotic." <laughs> <laughs> he dismisses all of the feelings. He, he convinces himself, yes, big time, that he Absolutely. is a robot. <laughs> Absolutely, he does. So <laughs> so good. So they steal this car, right? And they, as they're driving along, they they. I didn't understand the whole, like, mountain lion scene, but whatever. <laughs> it was kind of weird. They're sleeping outside, and a mountain lion walks up I, to him. And I have a theory them. about that. I'm curious. What there, was, there was a little bit of money in the budget for an exotic animal, <laughs> and they were like, what can we get? I, I mentioned this to Connie during the movie. I was like, that came out of nowhere, but okay. And she was like, what? A fucking mountain lion just walked right past him and did nothing? I think it was, was supposed like, to mean yeah, something, yeah. but we I just didn't quite yeah. catch it. There was like I, a deeper meaning. Like, I think so. Because why would the, it attack a robot child? Right. Is he? Uh, maybe we were supposed to be like, is he really a robot? I mean, towards the end, you know, so, they never really say. So like, they yeah, uh, was fucking with him, but it's like, maybe he is. He kind of acts like he is. Well, they, uh, they're driving along and they, they see Martha Plimpton, and she looks like the Liberty Maid. So Sam makes him stop, and she gets in the car with him. Uh, and I say all this because you were you were saying the whole like um, uh, you said he made the comment about him all metals and wires, and like he just gets to the <laughs> point where he doesn't where he starts to believe that he he's convinced himself that that's what what he is. And they stop at a gas station. <laughs> I love the scene. I fucking love it. He goes to the bathroom, and these two kids obviously follow him in. They're going to fuck with him. And uh, yeah, they never— One sh- of which was Pete from Pete and Pete. <laughs> yes, I noticed that. But my the, my favorite thing about it is they go in the bathroom, and you don't you don't see him fight him or take him to— He's just like, you guys don't want to do this. <laughs> and then a few minutes later, he's walking out of the bathroom. Oh, he, by the way, he hurt his head. So, yeah. So they put he, a, he slammed his forehead into the fucking steering wheel because you know a child is driving a car but badly. The, but their answer was to, <laughs> they put, put a, a pad on his head, <laughs> maxi pad on his forehead. 
Um, Why would you let me walk around with a Kotex on my He forehead? does say that, which is great. <laughs> but what I love about that scene is he comes walking out of there, and in the background you see fucking kids go running by. Like, he just beat their ass in the bathroom. They don't show it. We don't see it. He just beat two kids' asses in the bathroom. And I'm like, right. yeah, this kid is a robot, man. Yeah. That kid oh, was freakishly strong. And uh, I forgot to mention, like, the uh, he tells him on the plane, he's like, uh, bite into this aluminum foil, and if you fear, feel a tingle in the back of your mouth, he's like, "That's that means you've been activated, and of course he does. So, uh, but yeah, so Martha Plimpton like, kind of... Josh is a little too good of an, a manipulator, you know? He just, he, he, he comes up with stuff that's just like, who thinks of that I... other than a fucking sociopath <laughs> like, i was gonna say like, i knew somebody a lot like this when we were kids the, only yeah. he didn't have any any redeeming values and you said that i'm like yeah yeah that's about right <laughs> yeah. he's a fucking sociopath he was the guy is, i knew man. was pretty much a sociopath yeah uh he was a narcissist i can tell you that much he still is mm. um <laughs> Do we know him no <laughs> no but he might be family <laughs> well, I have lots of family, so we don't know who in the family. Is, yeah, but he's family. Um, so yeah, so they kind of go on a, a little adventure with Martha, Martha Plimpton, and uh, I thought she did really good in this movie. I thought she was great in it. There was the beginning; she was doing kind of a weird accent. Did you guys catch that at first? Yeah, like she started I with it. I didn't actually, but yeah. So if have you ever went back and watched Star Wars and realized at the beginning of the movie that Princess Leia is speaking with a British accent and then she stops? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> we t- we we Star Wars fans overlook a lot, right? But you don't need to. There's an explanation for Prequel that. Trilogy. Did you know there is an explanation why she does that? Not not. Nope. It's not pertinent to the story. Hmm. But there was a time where. Where if you were acting like a, you know, as a thespian would act, you would speak in a British accent or somewhat of an accent. And we think that they started the film and told her kind of to do that. And she did. And then they were like, wait a minute. No. Yeah. Scrap it. But you got to remember the first Star Wars. We're not going to refilm all that. Right. (laughs) He probably Mm -hmm. didn't have the budget to refilm all that. So it's probably like, we're just going (laughs) to pretend like... Um, I mean, a good chunk of the cast is British. So if you've never watched... Uh, um, Patrick Stewart on Graham Norton talking about getting the role of Jean-Luc Picard and him talking about why he didn't use a French accent. He's like, do you want to hear my French? He's like, I actually did originally. And he, <laughs> he speaks it. I have to look this up now. He speaks it the, and they are dying. He goes, so they said, just no, let's not do that <laughs> because it's bad. <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty great. Um, so anyway, she had a little bit of an accent at the beginning, but then she sort of lost it. And I thought Martha Plimpton did a great job. I'm actually, yeah, she did. I'm quite the fan of Martha Plimpton. She's been in, uh, besides Goonies, she's been in quite a few things over the years that I thought you were ever, wonderful. You uh, ever watched the uh, show Raising Hope? I have not. I have Good not. Good show. She's great on that. Yeah, yeah I'm yes. sure she is. Um, oh God, what was the TV show she was on? It lasted a season. Oh my God. It was the, the, the name of the family. The one kid... They were like a good Catholic family, but the one boy came out as gay. And, oh, uh, oh, I'll, I'll uh, look it up real quick. Uh, she was the mom on that. She was also in uh, 200 Cigarettes. Um, 
Of course, parenthood. We'd be remiss if we didn't mention parenthood. So mm. I'm actually a big fan. I thought she did, did really you well say in this. The Goonies. Yes, yeah, that was the first thing I said. Gotcha. Dude, come gotcha. on, man. Who you think you're talking to? You're talking to somebody who's met Mikey, okay? Who has Shut who Mikey up, signed Mikey. his Mikey Funko Pop? All right. I have Sean Aston's signature on my Mikey Funko Pop. All Kiss right. Kiss my Aston. No, no. We it's hugged. True, I was there. We That's hugged. That's a book he and, needs to write. By the way, he needs to write it called Kiss My Aston. We we hugged and we we exchanged phone numbers. Uh, we're we're going out for for drinks. The real this O'Neills. The real O'Neills. That, that was show. it. Yeah. yeah. We're going out for drinks this weekend, me and me and Sean are. We're like we're like I call him I call him Rudy now, but it's you know, it's fine. I'm sure he loves that. He actually probably would. He he <laughs> he's No, we did we did get to meet him recently and uh it was uh, I don't geek out often. For the record, you guys got to meet yeah. <laughs> me and Kevin and my mm-hmm. sister and uh my fiance. We all met That's him. That's why they're rubbing it in my face. And uh I was not there. So I don't I don't geek out too hard. I mean, like I'm usually I can talk to celebrities and it's fine, but there are the few that really get to me. And we we go up to meet him, and um, I said, you know, you know, something like, thank you, we really appreciate you coming out tonight, and you know, kept it. At Matt, that. he was giggling like an anime schoolgirl. <laughs> Shut I'm up! Telling you. No, he I was, wasn't. And he's I had all to wear, blushing. He's just wait. I was wearing a mask. You're lying. Jay Nobody was? could see me blushing. Jay was or Sean was. Sean asked him when <laughs> oh. I talked. <laughs> Sean Aston was giggling like an anime school girl. Like, um, so we walked away, and Melissa's like, "You did fine." I was like, "Oh, if I've learned anything, it's that when you're around a celebrity and you feel that like super fanboy shit, you just don't say much. Just keep just keep it yeah. keep it to hello, thank you, and fucking walk away <laughs> before oh, you yeah. say something stupid." Because I heard so many people say stupid things to him that night. And I'm like, oh my yeah. God, shut True. the fuck up. Yeah, you don't do what I did to John Kassir when I first met him. <laughs> what you do? I Okay, I realized who he was after a while because he's primarily known for voice acting. Sure, right? but I do recognize his face, but yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't, but I knew he was the voice of the Crypt Keeper, which I was like, okay, this is that's awesome. That's really cool. And then I start reading his credits. By the way, this is Sunday after I've been around his his table. That's many, all you many knew times. him for was Crypt Keeper. Th- that's what I thought I knew. Yeah, right? you, yeah. Then I found out. You're right. That he was Buster Bunny in Tiny Toon Avengers. Yeah, he's done a lot. Yeah. And I lost my absolute shit. <laughs> and I ran up to him. By the way, I had been standing about probably ten to fifteen feet away from him, just kind of leaning against something and just kind of chilling. I start reading his little credit sheet that he has on his table you know top one obviously crypt keeper and all that and then literally the last thing was buster bunny tiny tune adventures and i went oh my god and i just like you know picture me my size going towards john kassir come give me a hug (laughs) 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 so yeah i i just like lumber towards him quickly lumber towards him and i was just like oh my god you don't know how big of a part of my childhood you were and i just like go on this rant and i was like well, let me tell you matt so went when on i was rant? growing up <laughs> yeah, yeah i know right it's yeah. not not ever gonna happen man i go you were you were so much a part of my childhood growing up because like i would visit my dad on the weekends and we would watch tales from the crypt like on repeat that was just what we did and then we would go back to my mom's house during the week and we would watch Tiny Toon Adventures every day after school and eat pizza rolls. 
And, you know, that's how I got part of how I got as big as I am. So when you so what you meant to say with the John Kassir is what I meant to say was you're I'm a, a big, big fan and you're move a big on. part of you're a say. big part of my childhood. What I mean by yeah. that is you're part of the reason I got fat. Part of it, yeah. Because so, I watched your fucking show so, and ate pizza rolls. Yeah, like you kept me glued to a TV for like years. So and, and he just you. kind of was like, Yeah, cool. Thanks, man. You know, just like really appreciative and you know, just was like, all right. Yeah, cool. he's a really nice And then guy. I just moved on. Fast forward a few years, and I start doing work with Crypticon, and John Kassir is a guest. Sure. And at the time, I was a driver, picking up the celebrities from the airport and bringing them to the hotel for the for the show. And I ended up being the guy to pick up John Kassir. So he's in my car, and I just kind of was like, hey, by the way, we've met in the past. Uh, this is kind of an embarrassing story because at the time I've had years to reflect on how stupid that was that I just did that and just nerding out like crazy. And I mentioned the exact situation. And he goes, I remember that. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> that means like, that he means remembered you, the exact situation. That means you're like, terrified that man. <laughs> yes, it, it is exactly what it means. He's like, we ended up being you cool scared, you scared the living show because he's way cool. Like He's super nice. He was, yeah. um, he was at the bar... Mm-hmm. When we were at Horror Hound and it was uh, Stewie's birthday, and he came up because we had a birthday cake, uh, the bar in the hotel, mm-hmm. and he asked whose birthday it was, and we told him, and he sang Happy Birthday as the Crypt Keeper to Stewie. And yeah. we had it on, on audio somewhere. We need to go back because it's probably on an episode of uh, The Obscure 80s. I'll have to go oh, back definitely. and that. But yeah. he just did that. I mean, like, he just, because he was just a hell of a nice guy, and he just walked yeah. up and saying, Happy Birthday to you. It was great, man. It was, it was yeah. awesome. He's, he's a super nice dude, so... That's hilarious, yeah. though. Matt scared, Matt, Matt scared I, the shit out of John Cassidy. Yeah, and when I actually got his autograph officially years later, you know, at Crypticon, I would mentioned, you know, I, I was a huge fan of Tiny Toon Adventures. No prompting whatsoever. He just goes, you know, I sung the theme song too, right? And I was like, well, sure. I, I hadn't even thought of that, to be honest. And he goes, yeah, you know, we're tiny. We're t-. And he starts singing the theme song. He did the entire song before I could get my phone out and, and record it. Yeah. I'm like, oh god, this is amazing, and yeah, just completely missed that it. That would make sense. I have the memory. And Matt was a driver yeah. for Crypticon, much like Martha Plimpton started driving the car in this movie. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. Because she was the only one who was probably legally able to. Yeah, I mean, for the yeah, most part. She... By the way, we glossed over that fact. Like, how old is Josh supposed to be? Maybe twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Right? yeah. And then Sam, much younger. Oh. Both of them drove this car. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, they think badly. They, by the way, one thinks uh, they're a robot trying to flee to Canada, and the other one thinks he murdered a man. So I don't think true. driving yeah, a car so you, and using so you stolen think the robot would do a better job driving. Using fi- well, no, yeah. he conv- he says that to him, but he conv- Josh convinces him. He's like, right, but the problem is you look much smaller, so we have a better chance of getting pulled over if you're behind yeah. the wheel than me. Yeah. He's very smart. This kid's very, very smart, you know? Yeah. And manipulative. He run a Ponzi scheme. And manipulative. Yeah, I was going to say, now he's like the CEO of some weird fucking tech company. Probably. Right. Josh and Sam 2000. He grew up to be Elon Musk. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right. Martha Plimpton kind of develops a, a, a kind of a cool, like, sisterly relationship with him. But they, this is basically like freaking. This movie is very much like. Um, uh, crap, I can't think of the. the, the Oh my God! The Warren Beatty movie, 
just Dick Tracy. Dick no, I was going to say Dick Tracy. <laughs> I don't know why that was the one that came. The to fucking mind. true story, you know, about the two really fucking famous bank robbers and shit that I can't think of. Bonnie They're, and Clyde. Thank you for fucking there clearing that up for my old ass age, which is very similar to you know the time period of Dick Tracy. I mean this this is very much like a, uh, people somewhere between the 1800s and the 1920s. This is a group. Of shit. Shut up, Matt. <laughs> That's something from earlier. Apparently, he thinks those the 1800s and the 1920s are super duper close. Um, uh, 20 years apart, technically. No, they're not. They could be, but only if you're talking about 1899. That's when we're going to party. Like it's 1899. Oh, my God. Shut up. <laughs> See what happens when we let him go. See what happens. He goes. We don't know. He's, he don't know what he's saying. He's like, we're going to party. Like no allergy medication today, by the way. This is just all me. Oh, God. Man, it sounds like somebody's been hitting that pastry crack. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, they do, though. They have a very, like, like fugitive against the law attitude. But really, the law's not chasing them, which is weird, by the way. That is the well, side of this we get very little of. We get yeah, they, very they little. We get two references. We get, like, two very small references to their parents. Like, don't you think at this point they would have, like, fucking cops out after them all over the place? Like, we never really get that. He calls his mom at one point, uh, which Sam is trying to stop him just to let him know. And he talks to her boyfriend. Like Jean-Philippe or something? Yeah. yeah. Jean-Pierre. Jean Jean yeah, Jean-Pierre. Like, uh, but, uh, but that's it. There's no character development on the parent side, really. Yeah. And we don't get a whole lot of that, but they're they're so they're not really running from the law, but the, you kind of get that we're running from the law feel about this movie. Yeah, like literally, no one's looking for them. So yeah, not really. They end up stopping, which is, which is even sadder actually if you think about it. Like, oh, they ran away. Oh, good. <laughs> Two less kids we got to feed. Well, awesome. <laughs> they're they're racking up my credit cards by stealing money. Eh, no big deal. Whatever. Yeah. Worth it. So they end up going to uh, this weird. It looked like a freaking mosque or something. I don't know what that building was. Do you guys know what that building was supposed to be? It does kind of look like it was either a mosque or like it looked um, like a, a Russian... water park to me. Really? Like they they water... made a replica of the Taj Mahal. Yeah, okay. maybe that's yeah. what it is or was. It was all and run down. When they go inside, yes, inside there like were like slides water, and stuff, but they were like all yeah. falling down. I think you're right now that you say that mm, because yeah. there was like a. He said they're near the lake, and it wasn't really a lake. Yeah. Um, anyway, they go in this little place and and because they they run out of gas, and so they they decide they have to walk and get gas, and they're at a gas station, and he's he's right. No cop would have ever paid any fucking attention to them until the kid till Sam made them pay attention. Like, yep, stop acting like anything. No, you're we're just three people sitting here eating hot dogs until you act like there's something weird. But right. once again. Fucking cop comes over and Josh outsmarts the shit out of him. He's like, I want to talk to your parents. Well, yeah, you can talk to my parents on the phone. No problem. Yeah. And you're like, what is this kid up to? And then he, what is it? I don't know what the name he of the machine a, is. He needs a TDY machine. Now, I actually, when I heard that, I was like, oh shit, they're going to have a TDY machine in this? Uh, I grew up using a TDY machine. If, if I've never mentioned it on the show, my stepdad's deaf. No. And uh, that was the only way he could communicate on the phone. Huh. Yes. Really? Yeah, he would. We had one at the house, and it's uh, they never show it in the movie. Right? Well, no, they never show it because it's he's just using it to. He's, yeah, it's it's a it's a very like niche thing that like only deaf people. I know really what I've seen him in like movies and stuff before, yeah, but I would yeah. have never. 
Like it would have never yeah. crossed my mind, you know. Like this kid just yeah, like to pull that out of his yeah, ass. Yeah, like and that, he does. Right? Oh, you're gonna need a TDY machine because my parents my parents are deaf. are deaf, and he like goes like, off on the hell. Like he yeah. tells how do you con- not have that? How do you not, not you talk know? to deaf people? And I was like, for a minute, I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> so the cops like it's a it's a genuine problem in in families with you know one person sure. who's deaf. Yeah. Like, but I if, love how if you he, need to communicate with them. You just can't. But he takes it like he flips it on them. So like, right. like you said, gaslighting mm-hmm. the movie. But yeah. he flips it around on them. So it's like now you're the asshole cop, yeah. and the cop is like, oh, sorry, you know, and he lets him yeah. go. He's like, yeah, you're right. We should really be more forward thinking and progressive as a society. <laughs> but Man, here's that kid like, is going to grow up to be an evil genius. <laughs> yeah. But and then the cop comes and checks him. And he's like, hey, by the way, we do have one. Yeah. Of those so things. the cop comes like, and oh, finds him. They're shit. walking by the railroad tracks. Well, back to guess the car. it's time to put our lives at risk again. Okay. So I this Good scene right. Lord. So this scene hits me I like. I think they genuinely fucking did that. Um, I, there I, were okay. I think the stunt Listen, was. Real. I don't know. There were a lot of stunts, and even when the mountain oh. lion walks by, him, I swear to God, those kids were really fucking there. That's now, what I'm saying. I don't think they valued human life in this movie. <laughs> so what happens here is, remember, they're by a railroad track. Sam at this point thinks he's pretty much invincible, and he's going to get away from these fucking cops <laughs> no matter what. And so he goes running up to this fucking train. And it's going pretty slow, and he, like, times it out and runs underneath the fucking train right. to the other side. Like, yep. it is it is genuinely, like, butthole yeah. clinch-worthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your yeah. butthole was pucker and shut a little bit there. Yeah. Connie and I were both just like, oh, shit. And when it was all done, I literally looked at her and was like, I think they really had that kick going <laughs> There's the no one. <laughs> like, they had to have, like, so Josh and something. I don't remember, I I don't remember her, her name, Martha Plimpton's name. She just starts calling herself Liberty, but she's she. Yeah. They tell her real name. Yeah. Um, they de- they jump on the flat car and they get across too. So that's Which how they get away. Way to do it from the cop, but he gets pissed at Sam. Like he throws him in a puddle. He's like, "You could have got cut in half," which is exactly what would have yeah. happened. By the way, we would have sliced him right in half. Yeah. Um, her name was Allison, by the way. Okay. <laughs> He's like, hey, "By the way, I remembered." Yeah. <laughs> no, I looked it up. I figured. <laughs> You don't tell him you look it up. You just say, I fucking remember. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah, everything I about Everybody's this. Everybody's naming yeah. him. Who, whose name you want? The one person yeah. at the, that talks to them at the uh, high school reunion? Yeah, her name was Sophia. <laughs> it's like, they don't say it in the movie, but I glommed onto it. I saw her button. Yeah. <laughs> I zoomed in real quick. <laughs> just looked at it. Yeah, that scene, though, man, it's pretty intense. And, like, he, he's, he starts to realize, like, I mean, he's kind of realized already he's kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. But he's really starting to like. I'm gonna this. My brother's gonna die because I need to. I keep, I've told him all these lies, and so he keeps trying to tell him the truth. But this kid at this point's like, yeah, I don't fucking believe you. I'm a robot. <laughs> you know, I just am. Yeah. So, but literally one person outside of his family tells him the truth, and he believes it immediately. So, so Martha Plimpton. Well, yeah, because I well, I think that makes sense. You know, yeah. he realizes. Well, we, you know, we'll get to that in a second, but I think he just realizes, wait a minute, what? So, because Josh was trying to tell him, I've been fucking with you the whole time. Yeah. So when this one thing happens, I think he's like, are you shitting with me? Like, for real? Yeah. You've so, manipulated me this whole time. Now now I'm supposed to believe this? So. Like, are, how is this not also manipulating me? I right? like that Martha like, Plimpton yeah. kind of goes with, like, we need to... She well, realizes... She to get somewhere herself. Yeah, too. but she realizes, like... He's not going to listen 
Like, that's not going to work. We're going to have to convince them another way. And they never, it's kind of unspoken. They never talk about that. So she convinces they're in a laundromat after they just throw each other in mud puddles. And uh, you see her talking to a guy outside, and it's pretty smart. She has the guy call the laundromat and ask for Liberty Maid and gets on the phone and then comes back and says, like, uh, Hey, they've the war's off or whatever. Yeah. You're going to be deactivated. We don't deactivated. need any more child warriors. Yeah, so you're free. In South Africa or wherever it was supposed to be. But he don't fucking buy it, and he throws that damn bottle at the sign. <laughs> it's like, boom! It says, "Pick a letter," and you're just yeah. like, "Holy fuck!" This kid's like, <laughs> like <laughs> how he, he's got the, a future. In, you know, <laughs> he's going. He's going to be a football player, right? Yeah, <laughs> this kid's good. Um, so. We get the only scene in the movie that, and I'm glad they didn't go any further with it. When they go in the hotel and she's like, there's plenty of room to sleep in the bed with me. And he's kind of like, uh, I like that. Cause it was like, he is a 12 year old and the girl just asked him to sleep in the bed with him. And you know, right. it, it would have made him feel a little <laughs> awkward, but they didn't get weird with it, which I appreciated. Yeah. Um, and uh, Sam decides he's going to take off on him. He's got to get. He's getting to Canada, man, whether they want to or not. And when he pulls, he steals the fucking car. Well, he's got to fight the revolution. So, oh yeah, fucking pulls out of that hotel or motel in that car. He's like, Bah-sh! he's like just fucking flooring it, man. Here's there's sparks flying and everything. I was like, holy shit. And Josh is all like, the next day he's like, he's gonna get in a wreck, and. She's doesn't she say something like, "Well, we haven't seen him in a wreck yet." And I'm like, "Oh, well, then it's fine, man. He'll be okay." Yeah. Um, and then he actually does wreck into the, or runs out of gas or something. Yeah, on the side I, of the I road think he ran road. out of gas. Why? I guess he just coasted off to the side of the road. We don't. We don't really know. Yeah. Um, but she tries to get Josh to go with her. Um, we where is she going? I forget where she's going. Like California or something. Uh, Seattle, California. I knew it was going to happen. She's Seattle. Which, by the way, I right. I kept whenever she said she was going to Seattle, I was like, yeah, there's a pretty new uh, little grunge scene developing up there, right? You right about. I got to go check out this guy named Kurt Cobain. Right about. Hey, maybe he could work now. at a Starbucks. It's <laughs> just open. It's 1993. You guys are. Um, so she does. She parts ways with him. She tries to get him to go with her, um, but again, she, he thinks he's a fugitive. She does too. She thinks that he killed someone, which is. Ridiculous, because even if he would have, um, although there would have been breaking in, I, I can tell you this, you know, at the end of this movie, when the kid goes back, he like, it's very heartwarming, but you're going to be fucked, because you you did a lot, you broke a lot of fucking laws, yeah. kid. You were going to juvie, motherfucker. You're at the right. very least grounded for a long time. You, you, you fucking broke into a house, you stole a car, you... There's breaking and entering, you, assault... <laughs> assault uh, with a deadly weapon like uh, identity you know, theft. Theft, theft auto identity it's theft potential kidnapping yeah credit card fraud well uh, the assault this is just what I'm trying to think about self defense yeah the assault true, isn't true. that's self defense yeah. but of course yeah, he did yeah. breaking did break into somebody's house that he wasn't supposed yeah. to be in and then you just by the way abandonment of a corpse potentially you know if he had been actually dead they just left him in that well, random family's but house. But you can't fucking expect a, a 12-year-old to know that that's a thing. I oh, I know. But yeah. again, that goes back to my unanswered questions about that plot point is what happened after they left? Did he come to and leave on his own? Was he discovered by the family and all hell broke loose after that? Well, like, it wouldn't have happened? been his I fault. I want to know that's the plot. But it wouldn't have been Chris Penn's fault. He thought that they were in there 
legally. He thought it was their grandkid. Yeah, but at the same time, like they, the the family knows him. I know, but theoretically, because you know. But what I'm saying is, they wouldn't have probably. All he would have done is said, "This kid told me he was your grandkid, and I brought him to drop him off here." I didn't know the kid broke into the house. You know, when I figured that out, I tried to stop him, and he conked me over the fucking head. You know, after I drank your probably really expensive whiskey, (laughs) right? I mean, he was an asshole, but he was he was an asshole. I've known that guy, by the way. I've known that guy very well. That I'm still stuck in in my high school years, and I I'm gonna get drunk and whine yeah. about it a lot, and that's all I want to talk about. Oh my yeah. god, you're talking about me, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. I could have thrown a football. I was a fucking and... chess hero, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the pussy I got from being on the chess team. There was got more tank than an astronaut. There was well none, but <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> Got Who? more tang than an astronaut. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. I like that's it. the clip right there. That's the clip. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh yeah. So so Josh can't find Sam, right? And where does he find Sam? He's on a bus, and he looks out. The, the, those people are like, "There's a kid on that truck." <laughs> And he's like, Dad, there's no kid on the. Oh my God! And he, he's, he's up on the back and uh, up in that like the scoop part of a semi truck. He's up in that yeah. shit. Smart kid, man. Who would have yeah. thought? I used to remember like riding down the road thinking you could ride up there. <laughs> so then yeah, they did. Apparently, Sam did. He did. So they get to the border and he gets Sam down off there, and they sneak into Canada. Um, I run from the driver of the truck first because, like, all he would have had to have done is gone like, "Hey, man, that's not cool." Don't but do he doesn't—he doesn't really chase him. Not really. Yeah. I mean, he just yells at him and they run. Here's the thing: I've I've been now. This is 1993. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Canada probably if I don't know four or five years before that. We were in Michigan and we drove to Canada for the day. They make the Canadian border in this. It didn't, first of all, it didn't look like Canada. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It looked more like the Mexican border. Um, but all I'm saying is I've been to Canada and there weren't like lines of cars and shit. It wasn't anything like that. And I don't think sneaking into Canada back then would have been really that difficult. It wasn't hard for them, by the way. They probably like, well, we got to make it more dramatic. Let's actually film it at the Mexican border. And just angle it so that it looks like it's facing up. Oh, you know what, Matt, in my notes, it actually said, here's what's funny, because you said you were talking about how you think those kids really did climb out of that train. My notes literally say it looks like these kids were really driving. <laughs> like, it looked like they were <laughs> fucking driving the car. Yeah, uh, there, there was there was a questionable ethics on this film set, I think. So uh, not not to like oh uh, I'm no you know, no way man this is ninety three like, yeah this you was, guys got it you can do this, this I believe is, in you this is ninety three with an eighteen million dollar budget yeah they, just I'm sure tear ass down this gravel road in this drive. car you're fine kid you're you're you good just keep no just, no don't lock look, the wheel listen, listen when we yeah. let when we let the mountain shh, no when we let them out don't move <laughs> yeah <laughs> just don't just don't breathe don't just keep your eyes closed don't spook fine. him. <laughs> Yeah. It was a different time. Don't try to pet it. 
You don't want to pet, pet this kitty. <laughs> I'm allergic to cats. Originally, originally, there was a different person playing Sam. They had to recast yeah. it after the mountain lion scene. Right. <laughs> sort of like the Twilight Zone movie. Yeah. But, oh, you know, with- God, dude. Was not- what, what is that movie with the the dingo eating the baby? It was a mountain lion this time. It's the American version of the was it Cry in the Dark? Yeah, I think that's yeah. It. yeah. Everybody knows that line from the movie. Nobody knows the they fucking all, title. They all the know movie. the line because of Seinfeld. The <laughs> dingo ate your baby. Oh, ate your baby. Um. So anyway, <laughs> so they sneak across the border to Canada, and this movie gets really depressing. For about ten minutes or so, it oh, is. Oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is depressing, and they're in Canada. Um, I'm trying to kind of figure out how they're buying shit because uh, I guess maybe they just use the credit card there, like to to get into another banking machine. But I don't know. But they maybe go it's to, because they're just really, really nice in Canada, and just kind of let them stay over there for free. Well, they have yeah. nowhere to go. They have like nowhere to go. They realize there was really no plan on the way to do this. Well, I don't know. Josh, Josh was trying to turn the whole thing around. It just wasn't working. And Sam was going to Canada, so he just goes with him. Yeah. So they get into Canada and they 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 basically sleep in an all night diner. And he finally convinces Sam that he needs to go back home. That everything's okay for him, but that he can't go. Oh, and they they become really close. Like through the movie, they 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 start to develop a really close relationship. So he he once again uses that Josh brain of his to figure out a way to get Sam uh, to fly back to America without any questions being asked. He so evil motherfucking. So he takes him to weird. he takes him to a he t- he tells him they can give him a radiation treatment that will wipe everything out. And they put him in a tanning bed, and it works. But of course, he's you know got the tan. Pause. And, uh, back up. Udo Kier puts him in a tanning bed. This is true. It is a <laughs> Udo Kier. That is that is true. Um, I actually forgot about that. I, I was sitting there. That scene comes on. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. And he's but, only in it for like 30 now, seconds. He's not bear in mind, it. this is the part. Like we're at the point in the movie where I had already fallen asleep. And restarted it this morning, this <laughs> afternoon when I got home from work. So now I'm just like, wait, what? Like an Udo Kier just shows up out of nowhere? Okay, for one that's, scene? That's it. He's just one scene. It's not even a very long scene. Yeah. Um, I wonder if he was just doing someone a favor. You know, it's possible. Probably. Yeah. yeah. So they do. They 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 convince him that they've wiped everything out. And he looks like Donald Trump. <laughs> he, he does. <laughs> He's very orange with circles around his eyes. That is very true. Um. So he tells him that his parents just died that morning in a propane explosion. He's like, and all I kept thinking is, it was propane and propane accessories, damn it. (laughs) There's just no reaction from the kid either that would warrant, like, saying that kind of story. They're like, our parents just died today. He he said his parents died. He was very specific that it was his. He never really explained who he was. Yeah. But that he had to fly because that's where his, his only family was. And they were like, I love, they're like, oh, so that explains why he looks like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> like, couldn't possibly be a weird fake spray tan on this child. Know. So they uh, they do. They fly him back. And Josh is now stuck in Canada. So on the plane, uh, Sam decides to test again and bites mm-hmm. into the foil. And, of course, he's like, Ow, you know, and that the man next to him is like, "Well, of course it hurts." 
It always hurts if you've got a filling in your mouth. Everybody knows that. I didn't fucking know that. <laughs> did you guys know that? Yeah, I did not know I, that. I actually did know that because I've got fillings. And I've well, I've got before, fillings too, but I but didn't know. I didn't it's re- not like something we just go, hey, guys, I got a filling. The, the, if you chew on the gum wrapper, it's going to shock you. I have had. It's not something we just like spread around listen, once I, we did it. I mean, I don't. I've I've had. I've chewed on aluminum foil. Not. Yeah. I know that sounds weird, but I've like had it. And I don't remember there being anything. At some point. I don't remember anything hurting or anything weird like that, but hey, what do I know? But yes, like you said earlier, the the guy tells him that, and it suddenly hits him like, wait a minute, what? Like, yeah. so he was fucking lying to me this whole time. Uh, so now we get this. Josh is stuck. Okay, so <laughs> Sam gets back, and it's this is where the movie really. It's only a few more minutes, but it gets kind of weird here to the degree that I don't really understand. So how long? Are we supposed to think Josh? I ju- I guess just another night, right? Just another night Maybe? or so. Well, because he calls, he ends up calling Chris Penn that same night. He he has the 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 paperwork from the car and he calls him, right? Yeah. And he's like, "You're still alive," and he's like, "You're a little kid, that you know." But he when he figures out he's still alive, you know, he's like, "Everything's gonna be all right." And meanwhile, Stephen Tobolowski picks um, Sam up from the airport and he. He tell he tells him too. He's not he's not dead. The man's fine, you know. And and then he tells him he's like you. I I only wanted Josh to be tougher because the world's going to throw crap at him, and I'm afraid he you know I don't want to send yeah. my kids out there and them not be prepared. And yeah, you kind of get the impression cruel, and I need to I need to tough him up a little bit. Yeah, sort of a boy named Sue sort of. Thing. Yeah, but he tells yeah. him he's like, I always loved you guys. Like I love you so much, and I our family should be together, and blah blah blah. So, like I said, they kind of give him yeah. a little bit of a story. Right? Also, fuck jump here. That guy's an asshole. <laughs> he's got a fucking greasy ponytail. <laughs> well, yeah, he's totally an asshole. You know. He's got a yeah. convertible and a greasy ponytail, and your mom, <laughs> and your mom. He's fuck got that your guy. mom. Uh, he's, got, he's got a ponytail, a convertible, and your mom. <laughs> yeah. He smells like a baguette. <laughs> the cologne, just too much cologne. Actually, that was a plot point of the movie. <laughs> he had a lot of cologne on. Yeah. And he didn't like it. He did. Yes, you are correct, sir. That's true. Yeah. Um. So but yeah, I mean, you can you can kind of tell that Stephen Tobolowsky's character was just trying to be yeah a dad yeah and and. Like, yeah, he just I wonder how harsh would he have come off if it weren't for those two boys? Like, he still was kind of like, oh, yeah. what a dick. But it's not, like, so unrealistic that a yeah. that a dad would be like, oh, I really want my son to be able to catch a football, you know? Yeah. Right. You know, so I don't know. But then Josh flies back. Um, he flies back. We don't know how. He doesn't really get into the whole how Josh made it back. And he gets back and... Pulls up. There's only like five minutes left of the movie. Yeah, that quite explain it. he pulls up in a um, taxi, and Sam comes outside, and Sam has told the brothers that he really did kill that guy. <laughs> so now they're scared of him. Yeah. Um, and and the best part is why he killed him. That's yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he because he called him a homo. Yeah, that's what he says. <laughs> yep. Well, okay, man. He steps up for his brother. He's like, leave him alone. <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, oh, this will actually scare him. Yeah. But uh, that's pretty much the end of the movie. Like, that's literally the end of the movies. Like, they're going to start school. Like, and that's it. 
Like, no repercussions befall these kids for what they've done. We get that line going out where he's like, oh, Dad's safe was open and I found some paperwork about you. Sam says it to Josh. But, like, there's no, we don't know the fallout that happened from all of this. And there had to be fallout, right? I mean, you don't just get away with this shit. I think Josh came back knowing there'd be some kind of fallout, right? But he just didn't care. He missed Sam. He wanted to be with Sam. So he came back. But... Uh, yeah, so that was Josh and Sam, guys, and Matt, you, so do you think, Matt, like, do you think when you fall asleep and then catch movies in pieces that it makes it, like, worse for you, or? You know, let me tell you, <laughs> so you ever seen the movie The Sentinel? Uh, I don't know. About the, no. about the lady who moves into the apartment that ends up being, spoiler alert, the, like, one of the gates to hell. I feel she has like to go yes, but uh, never fall asleep during that movie. Okay. If you wake up shortly after, it's a whole other fucking movie. <laughs> oh yeah. There so is did a mo- you get that I'd, same feeling with this movie or uh no. I, I actually oh, well, thank God you compared the two. <laughs> yeah. Well I'm just saying, like, trust me, it could have been worse. Uh, <laughs> now I I love The Sentinel. It's a great movie. Um it like I said, there is a, a scene Go watch the movie, and you'll know when it is. Uh, I am. I think I've seen I'm it. I'm not real sure. Yeah, yeah. When, moved, like, is it like a brownstone she moves into? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like I've seen it. It's just been a while. Yeah. Um. There's a. There's some weird. Um, people with deformities, that come out of nowhere, and if you wake up right in the middle of that, it is. It's like you just are still having a nightmare. God, I love you, Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. So did you like this movie? (laughs) Yes. Yes, I enjoyed it. When you ask Matt a question, he ends up talking about some fucking other movie or John Kassir. Yeah, well, like I said, a lot of it is like, I got to tell you this story to tell you this Hey, Matt, did uh, did you like Josh and Sam? Let me tell you about something John Kassir was in. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't The Sentinel, by the way. <laughs> it wasn't, no. no. So you, you did enjoy it. I did enjoy this movie, yes. Do you... I'll uh, give you short answers. <laughs> no, it's it's hilarious, man. We just don't know where you're going to go. It's like going on a trip with Josh and Sam. When, hey, <laughs> we don't exactly. Know it's um, a long road trip to nowhere. And Kev, you said you enjoyed it? I did. It was very, uh, very interesting. Again, it just reminds me of something out of John Stomp, uh, John Steinbeck. It's just yeah, and it, that's just it. So where where do you categorize this film? Like where does it go? It's not a family film, not really. It's not uh, a, a it's not a comedy. There's there's not a lot of there's a few kind of chuckle moments, but there's not a lot of like laugh. Most moments. of them are from you know this kid who's been brainwashed into thinking he's a robot and. Just goes with it. Well, there and is again, the line up front. See, Mom, that, this is what happens when you drink when you're pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was just a dick. Like, okay, he goes from... Ooh, hang on. I, found, I just discovered another layer. He goes from being the bully to his younger brother to being bullied by his other brothers. I think he's yeah. I think he's mis- he's treated like an outcast a lot and so he takes it out on the closest person to him. That's pretty common. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. and I think you're right. I mean, I think you hit it right on the head. He bullies his little brother because people bully him and he goes yeah. for the easiest target. Oh, and we didn't mention that. Um 
the reason Sam is so quick to this, see, this was very much a uh, wizard vibe to me. Like you find out there's like a family, there's like a thing that's made this kid like kind of the way in like, the wizard. The reason he wants, he keeps saying California, but he does, it's not California. He just wants to go to that dinosaur and it's all because yeah. of the memory of his uh, twin sister. Right. And this, he talks about, um, Oh God, what was it? He said, like, he he stares off into space so much, and he he like neglects everything else. I forget what his reasoning was, because something about when was it somebody died or something, and it, when it happened, I don't remember exactly. But he just he kind of zones out on purpose because he he doesn't want to think about it. And people call him like spaceman and stuff like that because yeah, he spaces alien out, and, and so he gets pissed off and he just beats the shit out of people. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, so like I said, this movie definitely gives off. I joked about Thelma and Louise, but it has a Thelma and Louise vibe. It has it has a uh, it, it kind of has that like two misfits running from everybody kind of weird vanguardy dark humor kind of thing to it. It's just you done know, with kids so, instead of Thelma and Louise. Time, there was like a lot of movies like that. Yes, you know, with Thelma and Louise. You know, this movie, you know, The Wizard. It's it, there's a pattern. Well, you know, the wizard is 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 very accepted and a little more comical than this, obviously. But it's not. It's not like the wizard kind of has that kind of dark edge to it too. You know. It, yeah. Now the wizard does a better job of letting you know what's going on with the parents during the whole movie and shit like that. Um. But yeah, we'll we, we'll definitely do the wizard on here. It's a great movie, mm, yeah. and uh, we've talked about doing it anyway, but. Well, I've introduced you guys to Josh and Sam. It's it's a Stephen Stephen Tobolowsky movie, so I figured it'd be a fun one to do, man. You know, there's there's tons we could have done, but I thought it'd be fun to introduce you guys to something you've never seen before. You know, so that's why I suggested it, and I hadn't seen it in probably oh god since probably 1994. You know, probably came out on video when I watched it or something. You know, so there you go. It wasn't see back yeah. in, see kids back in those days. If a movie came out in 93, it wasn't going to hit video for a solid year, okay? <laughs> Movies would often stay at the uh, movie theater for sometimes uh, almost a year. People forget that, but we didn't have 8 million movies coming out every week, so movies would stay for quite some time. And that's why I went and saw The Lost Boys 20-sometimes in a theater. <laughs> well, that, and it's fucking great. Yeah. You know? Oh, and you know who's in that movie? Um, Corey Feldman is in The Lost Boys. You know what else he's in? He's in The Goonies with Sean Astin, who I met a couple of weeks ago, Matt. I got to, I got, uh-huh. I got to meet him. He's really cool. He signed You know who else is in The Goonies? Martha Plimpton, back to Josh and Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't met her. I'd like to, though. Yeah. Um, they, they, uh, I want to start something right now. I'm a little pissed about it. So, they had, the, Stephen they had the, they had the, yeah, we should, <laughs> um, that probably wouldn't be that difficult. He's been in almost 300 yeah. different movies and TV shows. Uh, so they had the original run of Funko Pop Goonies, and then they did the the new release. And you know, Mouth was not released in the new ones. There are no Steph and no Aunt Andy, no Mama Fratelli. Yeah, the, yeah. There's two sloths. I have them both. Um, but but why don't they have Steph, Andy, Mama Fratelli, and Joey Pants for Pete's sake? We need yeah, to make any sense. We need Joey I mean, Pants, man. Yeah. So just saying. I'm just saying. We need the Fratelli brothers and Mama Fratelli. So 
Just saying. Do you think that if they made a uh, a Mama Fratelli one, the head could come off like it does in Deadly Friend? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> See, I, Anne I, Ramsey Funko Pop, you never knew you wanted. <laughs> so, do you know in Throw Mama from the Train the scene where he he says, uh, "What's he say? He's my he's he's cousin. Is it cousin Ira?" And she, she's like, you don't have a cousin Ira. And he's like, you lied to me. And hits him, with, oh. hits him with the frying pan. He really <laughs> hit Billy Crystal with the frying pan. That's for right. real. He, that's legit. He hits Billy Crystal with that freaking frying pan. <laughs> Which makes that scene so much better to watch. <laughs> Speaking of Danny DeVito, um, I watched a clip today that I totally forgot about. It was on TikTok, and the guy said, um, "What's your favorite movie within a movie?" And it's in Austin Powers when they're doing the movie version of Austin Powers with um, oh. it's uh, Tom Cruise is Austin Powers, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow is, oh God, I think a lot of Fachina. Um, it's Kevin Spacey as uh, Doctor uh, Evil, Evil, and Danny DeVito as Mini Me. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that scene and I was dying. I was like, I forgot all about this being in here. Oh. Directed by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> so good. My my personal favorite would be the uh, the biography of Pee Wee Herman and Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Whatever Paging that was called. Mr. Herman. Mr. Herman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got James Brolin. <laughs> As uh, Pee Wee. Father of Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Who's in the who's Goonies. In the Goonies. With Martha Plimpton. <laughs> who's in Josh and Sam. With I'll Steven Tobolowski. <laughs> Round one, oh, fight. <laughs> Thank you for adding the fight, because I would have if you didn't. <laughs> so there you go. There's Josh and Sam. Um, I recommend it. Uh, I don't. I I don't know if you guys do, but I recommend it. I think it's a. I yeah, recommend it. I think it's a it's fun. A good, watch. It's a good Saturday morning watch. You should. Yeah. Uh, I think you that should I watch on a Thursday. This and Spookies yeah. back to back. I think they go really, oh, really well. I don't know. <laughs> really well together. Uh, Just because you can find them both on YouTube doesn't mean they're good to watch together. Agreed. <laughs> well, you know, I, if you if you go to watch Spookies, go get you some Taco Bell first, and then you know watch Taco it through. Bell. Yeah, yeah, where are you going with this? Some fucking weed. Of- <laughs> <laughs> you, need to, you need to be stoned as a motherfucker. <laughs> I wouldn't know, but for reals, I wouldn't know. To the listening audience out there, I'm about to tell you the big secret. You ready? I can't get stoned. He's tried real hard. I have. I well, I have tried before. Uh, I can't. I can't get stoned. Uh, smoking weed doesn't get me high. It just makes me feel like really, really anxious and paranoid. He says that he's never smoked weed. It's just like he got a contact. Been, he got a contact, uh, contact high at, at a, a George Clinton, Clinton concert, concert. <laughs> indoors, <laughs> which we're going to be going to soon. We're going to be True, going to see George but Clinton outdoors. So <laughs> you got hot boxed by George Clinton. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He came on stage late. Turns out he was just standing next to Kevin, getting high the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> This is uh this is his fi- I guess this is his farewell tour so we're kind of lucky to get to to be going to see him. Right. I'm pretty I'm pretty excited actually. We're going to go see George Clinton and P-Funk. Maybe we can get to see Bootsy too. From what I hear they'll play four songs and it'll last eight and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. They're the Dave Matthews band of funk. <laughs> we got the funk. I'll tell you this, from the last concert, uh, George Clinton concert I was at, it took about four hours before George Clinton actually made it on stage. Oh my God, it's on a Sunday night. 
Yeah, they had, to, they had to lower the fucking spaceship onto the stage. <laughs> so yeah, what take off the next. I, I was gonna say. So what you're telling me is plan on taking the next day off? Is what you're yes. Saying. He's like George Clinton. You're gonna be out. Final tap you're gonna be out there all night, yeah. and you're gonna get contactized. So just go ahead and take the next four days off work. <laughs> That's how high you're gonna get. Oh God, I'm I'm pretty excited about it though. I've always wanted to see him so. Uh, the one Kevin and I always talk about, we want to go see Morris Day. We would love yep. to go see Morris Day. So, oh, I, I think you have to say that, by the way. Whenever you talk yeah. about Morris Day, you have to follow it up with oh, 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 right? Oh, it's either that or what? Hallelujah. Yeah. Or you're allowed, you are allowed to just say, uh, bring me a mirror. That's fine, too. That's fine. That's good. <laughs> Oh, man. So uh, we've got more stuff coming up. We've got more episodes coming up. Um, following this next week, we, we'll go ahead and let it out of the bag. The next episode we we uh, interviewed, uh, which I think I actually think we talk about on the Stephen Tobolowsky episode, so I don't think we're letting the cat out of the bag. But yes, you do. We interviewed, Speaking of cats. Uh, <laughs> thank you. That was unintentional, but you're right. Yeah. Uh, our interview with Joey Clift is coming out. Um Joey is a comedian slash writer. He's written for lots of stuff, um, uh, Nerdist and Sci-Fi, and uh, he's God. He's done a bunch, and he's a big cat lover, and especially Garfield, which we do talk a big to him about. Orange cat, yeah. um, and he tells a great story in there too about about how Bill we and Bill Murray was in <laughs> Garfield and Groundhog Day and with Groundhog Stephen Tobolowsky. It all um, comes back around here. It's weird, man. It's podcast. weird. Stephen yeah. Tobolowsky is the anchor that <laughs> Just when you got bored playing Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, we've invented Six Degrees of Stephen Tobolowsky. Um, Check out his podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Tobolowsky yeah. Files. The Tobolowsky Files. Um, but Joey uh, talks about how Bill Murray uh, got the role with in Garfield. It's pretty interesting. So you have to check that out, too. So. Um, but yeah, guys, we appreciate everybody coming back and listening. We'll have, we have some regular episodes coming up as well and more interviews on the books and uh, interesting people that we're going to be talking to. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I was about to say. I was like, oh, I don't have anything, but I was going to say something. Um, we have, uh, another episode, I think another episode of songs you didn't know were remakes is going to be coming out. Um, we've, we've just discussed tonight. We're going to be doing a really fun episode here soon. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's looking been, forward to that been talked about for a while, but we each assigned, I know you just go with us here. Uh, we each assigned the other person, an album that we love that they've never listened to the full thing. And we're going to, we're going to get re we're going to discuss those albums in detail and talk about, you know, how it affected us and what, you know, how it affected them. And we're going to get into the, the albums themselves. Should be a fun episode, uh, but we're going to be talking about 80s sitcoms here soon, too. So stick around. we got lots of stuff in the works. Uh, you can find out more about us by going to that website again. It is www.themixtapepod.com. It's probably the easiest way to find everything. So we recommend you head over there and just check that shit out. Check it out. <laughs> check it out. Uh, guys, do we have anything else before we close this bad boy out for the evening? Actually, yeah. No. Rest in peace, Gilbert Gottfried. I know. Yes. That's, that's a real big bummer. Um, yeah, that would suck. Yeah, I bet we were, I mean, the kids were watching, uh, <laughs> I know I'm such a good parent, was watching Gilbert Gottfried roast people <laughs> and tell jokes. Uh, I wish you weren't letting them watch uh, 
uh, what is that movie? Uh, Jackass. Uh, no, no, the the Aristocrats. No, no. Yeah. But what yeah. we did, keep, I did let them watch movie. the them talking about him telling the jokes the the joke about the Aristocrats. Yeah. Have you seen that? I've seen the whole documentary. No, no, where he's up on stage roasting and telling the joke about. They do like a whole comedy special after nine eleven, and uh, he cracks a joke and everybody starts booing him. So he starts to tell this joke, and oh jeez, everyone is. It's not the joke. The joke's not funny. It's him yeah. telling the joke. People are in the floor, literally falling out of their chairs. They're laughing so hard at him telling this joke. But the we'll go. We'll, I was telling, but this is what I'm putting my kids through. They're going to come take them away. I'm sure, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> He, they're they're old enough. My son's eighteen. It's fine. Uh, he's telling. He's at the the uh, the um, the roast for Roseanne. <laughs> he's like he says. He's like a farmer. Farmer comes out of the field up into the bedroom where Roseanne is laying in bed, and she looks at him, and he's got a sheep under his arm, <laughs> and he he says. This is the pig I've been fucking. And she says, what's wrong with you? It's not a pig, it's a sheep. And he says, shut up, bitch. I'm talking to the sheep. (laughs) (laughs) And that was Gilbert Godfrey. R.I.P. Yeah, I know Lloyd uh, Lloyd Kaufman is is pretty bummed out about the whole thing. He's been posting some stuff. And get get well soon, Lloyd. I know. Yes, um, he's been suffering through uh, the COVID. He's got the vids as well. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully he's doing. He's posted a little bit about it. So we hope you get well soon. Uh, This is an an extra uh, traumatic version of COVID. Uh, Here we go with the puns. (laughs) Hold on. There you go. All right. right. Well, uh, I think that's about all we got uh, for this edition of Twisted Kid. Uh, Please uh, follow us online, subscribe, tell your friends about us. And uh, until next time, remember, just like these guys, you too are a Twisted Kid.
The show is over, and we know it hurts, but we promise the Mixtape Podcast will return, and all you crazy tapeworms can download us and spread us to all your friends. Check us out online, www.themixtapepod.com. And until next time, stay awesome.